Well, we're continuing our, our series, They're Just Proverbs. And this morning we're looking at Proverbs, the fourth chapter and 16th chapter. But before I begin reading just a brief preface to these words, particularly in the fourth chapter, you'll see that uh, the words, the verses that I'm going to read are, are very, very consistent with what you read in Proverbs. They're very direct. They're simple to understand. They're, they're short. But the preface to the reading of the fifth and seventh verse begins at the first verse of the fourth chapter. And really, it underlines the hope that the uh, authors of Proverbs have. And one of those hopes is that wisdom will be passed to the next generation. That tradition will be preserved. Good tradition. The wisdom tradition. That people will learn, children will learn, and the authors of Proverbs uh, extend to us the idea that we're all children. The children will learn and desire to get wisdom. So hear these words from the fourth chapter, the fifth verse, and seventh verse in Proverbs. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. And this is a parent, a father, that is speaking to his children. And then in the 16th chapter of Proverbs, verse 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. So that is God's word of wisdom to us this morning through Proverbs. Proverbs, in, uh, in the attempt to preserve tradition gives us not only these words that come from a parent to his or her child, but the idea is that wisdom, human wisdom, is something to be gotten, something that you hold on to, something that you love, something that you embrace, something that you treasure. Now we know, in, in generally, tradition gets a, a you know pretty uh, has a pretty tough time. It's, it's critiqued usually severely. You know the, the tradition somehow is a bad thing, and some traditions uh, need to be changed. Some some traditions we, we follow without even knowing why we follow. I read a, an article uh, about bare aspirin when they changed the aspirin bottle and took the cotton out of the bottle, and they asked the CEO, well, you know, this was, this was just a few years ago, asked the CEO, why did you, why did you do that? And, and the, his answer was, was pretty much what all of us already uh, felt like we knew. And his first response was, well, it didn't really serve any purpose. It wasn't really doing anything. It wasn't needed. That was his first thing. And he said the second reason is it was just hard to get out of the bottle. And so uh, the next question was, why did it take so long to make that decision? And he said, tradition. 
We always had done it that way. And it took somebody asking the question, and was it worthwhile to continue that? So some things you know, clearly need to be different, clearly need to be trained. But in Proverbs, the idea of passing along wisdom happens in three ways. First of all, it happens through the family, through parents, grandparents, through mentors, aunts, uncles, whatever. But it happens through family. The idea that we pass along what we know, usually uh, born out of our own experiences or the things that we have been taught by somebody else, we want to pass those along. If I were to ask you the question as a parent, a grandparent, somebody that uh, is trying to impart wisdom to uh, a younger person or a, a peer, would do you want them to hear you? Do you want them to pay attention to you? Every single one of you would answer yes. If I were to ask the person who was receiving your word of wisdom, do you want to hear that? If I was to ask a son or daughter, or grandson or granddaughter, or someone who was receiving some, some instruction and some wisdom perhaps from one of their superiors at work, or one of their co-workers, do you, do you want to hear that? Well, the answer uh, would probably be maybe. Sometimes I want to hear that. And sometimes I just don't pay any attention. That was the concern. One of the concerns for the authors of Proverbs. Is anybody paying attention? Is anybody trying to get wisdom? Are they paying attention to the people who have wisdom, (coughs) wisdom to give, wisdom to impart. Parents, family, are an important part of how we receive wisdom, how we receive the tradition, the faith. The other uh, important part that, that Proverbs offers is that we need teachers. Whether they're parents or grandparents or not, or, or family members or not, we need teachers, people that can impart, teach wisdom to us. We need to pay attention to those teachers and not ignore them or not go to sleep once they start to talk. The third way that Proverbs offers us as a way to receive tradition is through our culture, through the things that we see and the things that are a part of uh, our daily living and how we perceive that and and things that uh, perhaps in culture that need to be changed. We need to prize what we're taught if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. We don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but clearly, sometimes, bathwater needs to be thrown out. Sometimes we need to preserve, obviously, the, the, and protect the child, the baby. But there's clearly other times that 
bathwater needs to be thrown out. Lessons from culture. I saw the movie Selma recently. And in that movie, uh, they're clearly uh, brought to, to my memory because I was a teenager uh, when Selma happened. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. So I saw um, many sit-ins in different restaurants in the Atlanta area. Uh, some marches that I saw that took place. All to remind us of things that we needed to preserve. Things that perhaps we had forgotten about ourselves as a country. The idea of equality. The idea of freedom of opportunity. Things that we embrace and talk about. Part of the wisdom of our culture. But there were clearly some some bathwater that needed to be thrown out. Clearly some things that we had forgotten or never embraced really to begin with. Some things that needed to be changed and that we needed a, a jarring reminder that things needed to be changed. A lesson learned from culture. Part of the Wisdom that's important in our culture is the wisdom that the church has to offer. And when Martin Luther King uh, went to jail in Birmingham, Alabama, he wrote a uh, famous, perhaps the best uh, theological statement of all the writings he did, of all things he said, perhaps the best was his letter from a Birmingham jail. And that letter was written in response to the church, to clergy who had written a letter upon King's arrest or shortly before his arrest, basically embracing or uh, endorsing his objectives, equality for all, embracing those objectives, but questioning, challenging his methods. As he was moving too fast, he was going about things the wrong way. And King wrote uh, this letter uh, from jail to respond to the church, to respond to other clergy. We're not moving too fast. In fact, we've been moving too slow for too long. It's time to change. It's time to embrace the wisdom that God has given us that we are all God's children. It's time to embrace that. It's not time to delay that or think there may be a different way. We need to put it out front and confront and do that nonviolently. It raises a question culturally as to not only how often do we listen to the church but also the church's responsibility to speak. To speak. Wisdom. To encourage people to embrace that wisdom. You know, one of the other things that we still are struggling 
to try to learn culturally is the notion of when, when this country should go to war. From Vietnam to Afghanistan to Iraq, the church, the word that the church spoke 14 years ago, the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, all stood and said, there has to be a better way than going to war. There has to be a better way than violence. We need to consider what we're doing. Do we ever ask the question, what, what, where is God in this? Do we ever ask that question? Does it ever cross our minds? All church, these churches all spoke with one voice to say, where's God in all this? And we collectively ignored that. So 14 years later, we can still ask, and unfortunately have to ask, where's God in all this? Where's God? Where's wisdom? Are we trying to get with? Do we learn anything from our experiences? Another movie, uh, one of the great uh, lines from one of the Spider-Man, first Spider-Man movie, with great power goes great responsibility. You may remember that. I thought about that earlier this week in the midst of the terrorist attack on the uh, Charlie Hebdo, Hebdo uh, publication and the people, number of people that, that died. And all of us condemn that. Uh, there's no justification for that. There can never be any justification for that, ever. But perhaps we need to ask the question uh, related to, with great power, there's great responsibility. Within the midst of having the freedom to express ourselves, to say and to express ideas, what's our responsibility? Do we trample on the beliefs of others? Are we insensitive? Uh, does our satire rise to the level of being vicious? It's a question that needs to be asked. With great power goes great responsibility. We all affirm and the wisdom of a free press. The wisdom of the expression of ideas that we have the freedom to speak that I've got the freedom to stand up here this morning and say what I have to say that comes hopefully as wisdom from Proverbs from Scripture but with that goes great responsibility in the midst of speaking do we, do we regard do we have regard for the other for the other person, the people. How best might we speak and might we confront in a way that can, can make a, a good difference, a positive difference. Well, 
if we don't know wisdom, we don't know our history, as someone said, if we don't, uh, those of us who don't know history are, are destined to repeat it. We say the same mistakes over and over again. Somebody once said it's, uh, you know, about when they were talking uh, uh, and expressing their life, it said it's, the, it's one thing after another uh, is, is the word they used. It's just one thing after another. And in response to that, somebody said, maybe, but maybe it's just the same thing over and over and over again. That we have never learned. That we haven't learned from our experiences. We haven't gotten wisdom. Maybe we haven't gotten what God is trying to teach us. Sometimes that can be confusing. But God does offer us wisdom, biblical wisdom. So here are five to start with this morning. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 17. Those who are kind reward themselves, but the cruel do themselves harm. Your kindness is rewarded. You feel better. What the uh, author of this particular book. You'll feel better about your acts of kindness. You're not going to feel better about your cruelty. That's, there's no reward in that. There's no justification for being cruel. Proverbs 22. The very first verse. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And favor is better than silver or gold. Your good name, who you are, who you want people to see uh, when uh, they see you. What do you want them to see? Are you concerned? Not that, uh, about what other people think, but about what you project about who you are as a follower of Jesus Christ. It was a, uh, an interview that was uh, done with a young couple from California just recently. Uh, it was concerning different faith understandings and where people were in, in their life. And uh, the question was asked, uh, you know, what is your, your faith expression? And uh, the woman answered, she said, uh, well, we practice Christianity light. About three years ago, we had our daughter baptized because that was what we thought we should do. But in, in the process, we're, we're pretty much good with, with whatever. She can believe in Jesus or leprechauns or Santa Claus. Uh, we don't want to steer one way or the other, but uh, we're, we're kind of Christians. And that's not wisdom. We don't want to, uh, to uh, look at people of other faiths, people who are, or who are different, and be condemning. But at the same time, we want to state clearly who we are. Wesley Araya Raja, uh, General, Deputy, General Deputy 
secretary of the World Council of Churches some years ago said, uh, we need to engage in dialogue with people of other faiths. And we need to understand that dialogue may lead to disagreement. We need to state clearly what informs our life, how Jesus Christ informs our life, and understand that others may disagree with that. And he said, that's okay. Because if we can talk with one another, if we can respect one another, if we can be in dialogue with one another, we may disagree, but we'll deepen our understanding of each other. We'll have greater appreciation for each other. Your good name, who you are, who you project yourself to be, is important. Matthew 22, verse 36 through 39. Jesus' wisdom to us. He's asked this question. He said to him, in response to teacher, which is the greatest, uh, which is the commandment in the law, which is the greatest, Jesus says to him, answer the question, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Wisdom from our Lord. Matthew 25, 37 through 40. Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? The king will answer them. Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Good reminder that all of us, all of us, regardless of our differences, are God's children. And the fifth one, John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God's purpose as revealed in Jesus Christ to save God's creation, God's people, all God's people. Well, wisdom in wisdom's eyes, there are no grown-ups. We're all children. And the quest for wisdom is ongoing. And progress will always be marked not by leaps and bounds, but by baby steps. And I invite you 
to get wisdom, to take those steps, to stay on the path, to be committed to the journey, knowing that God will bless you as you seek to bless others, understand the wisdom in blessing others. In Christ's name, let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the wisdom that uh, comes to us through the power of your Holy Spirit, through the words that we read in Scripture, the words that are given to us. God, we thank you for the wisdom that we receive from, from other people that are important in our lives, from parents, from grandparents, from teachers, mentors. Lord, we thank you for the experiences that have, have taught us. God, we thank you for the experiences that we've had in this country that uh, we have learned from and tried to, to improve ourselves. God, we thank you for leaders who, who help to guide us in that regard. Lord, we thank you for your grace and for your patience, for your steadfast love that endures forever. Lord, we pray that we might always, always pursue your wisdom. In Christ's name, amen.